We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. Watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at-bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field. It's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at-bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Uh, That's something that you're going to have to ask Billy about. Um, I mean, I hope so. Um, You know, last year we took Iowa at 38, and, you know, I don't think any of us thought he would crack our lineup, but... He ended up starting 41 games for us, so I'm not I'm not certain Dalen's going to start 41 games for us next year. But if he does, he's got the right makeup. Um, he's going to challenge our vets every single day, whether it's in practice. Um, you know, he he may play. I, I hope he plays, um, but that's to be determined. Gabe Ramirez on 670 The Score and on 670thescore.com in Odyssey Station. That was Mark Eversley talking about. Dalen Terry and how much tick he's going to get on the Chicago Bulls team. I like what he said. I'm not expecting him to start 41. I hope he doesn't start 41 games. That'd say a lot about the injury situation for the Chicago Bulls if he what did. What if he's just that good? Stop it. The dude took two shots a game. It's not going to be starting for the Chicago Bulls. Who's going to start over? No, don't, don't, don't say what if he's that good and then not tell me who's going to start over. I, uh, uh, I don't know. I was just saying that to say it. Oh, I like it. I like it. Controversy. Damn. I I hope he's that. I hope he works on that super slow three point shot he got. So that way he can do. It. I hope he works on that nineteen percent from the left corner three three for sixteen. Don't you think you can shoot three for sixteen? Maybe on Arizona wide open probably. I don't know. We'll see. You gave me the ball just stop standing it, in the it. corner. Just, just Could it. I go 3 for 16 maybe? I don't know. It's been a while since I shot NBA range. All right. Well, good I want you to rest assured that you can shoot about as good as Dalen Terry from the corner. Let's go to the phone line. 0 for 16 isn't that much worse. That's my point. That's why I said you're close no matter what you do over there. Let's go to the phone lines, man. If you guys have anything to say about the brand new draft pick Dalen Terry, or if you feel like we missed out on somebody, if you feel like maybe somebody on the team right before us, the Rockets ended up getting uh, Eisen from from right right behind us. It's just right there. A lot of people liked him. 6'8", same kind of player. Uh, but we ended up with Dalen Terry. Again, the phone lines are open, 312-644-6767. Let's go out to Wisconsin and holler at my guy Dave. Dave, did you like the pick or what? I think it'll help him. I I hope this player can help the Bulls, and it's the piece that we're looking for, and I hope we can go far in the playoffs. It's got to be more than one. It's got to be more than one piece, Dave. It's got to be more than one piece. I hope we can get more free agents, and I hope we get a power forward and a three-pointer. I think isn't that what the Bulls are missing? Yeah. I love going over these stats. I love going over these stats because it's like I'm giving information – 
to you guys, and, and, and this is one that I mentioned in the 10 o'clock hour, and it's only fitting that I bring it up again. When it comes to three-point shooting, the team that the Bulls already had, fourth in the NBA in three-point percentage at 36.9. Fourth. Fourth? If you would have gave me four guesses, I would never have hit you with four. I would have said like 23rd, 19th, 18th. I would have gave you those. Never in a million years would I have said the Bulls had the fourth best three-point field goal percentage. No way. And then even better than that, a better stat than that, the Bulls have the best fourth quarter three-point shooting percentage. That is, that doesn't even make sense to me, man. I feel like if I was saying that in an argument somewhere, no one would believe me. Yo, the Bulls, the be, they're the best three-point shooting team in the fourth quarter. No one would believe me, but they are, 39.8. But the worst, most ridiculous stat on the opposite side of that is they are last in the league in fourth quarter three-point attempts. So if you shot more, you'd probably make more. I don't know, whatever. Second in the league in fourth quarter scoring studs. That, 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 we're, you're talking about it. That sounds like a stat for like a team that was in the Eastern Conference Finals. Second in the league in fourth quarter scoring behind only the Phoenix Suns. How? And well, I think that part of that was remember there's there's just so many times that we saw Demar go just nuclear Nuts. in the fourth quarter. Yeah, I think that was part of it. And another part when they were fully healthy in the first half of the season, say they as a team were just really good in the fourth quarter. So that stat overall throughout the season is probably heavily weighted. I'm just guessing yeah. from the first half of the season when they were because I remember just from sitting here and doing games last year. Their closing ability in the fourth quarter was phenomenal. Like right. when they had their their full lineup of Lonzo and sure. and, and and Zach and so forth. So I I'm guessing uh, you know I don't have the the I, we would have to break down first and second half of the season to be to really see that I think. But I'm just uh, I'm guessing that's where that can't comes I, in. I like that theory in that the first half of the season we were healthy and therefore we were playing well in the fourth quarter. The other side of that is. That in the second half, when we were dealing with some injuries and not a full lineup, we were always battling back in the fourth quarter. We were, and as you mentioned earlier, Demar was always trying to carry the team in that sense. So we always had to outscore other teams in the fourth, which would then lead to okay, that's that that's where that stat makes sense. Second in the league in fourth quarter scoring because we always had to come back. All right, but we weren't doing it with the three ball. Because we got this, we were last in the league in fourth quarter three point. It says that's crazy. Well, again, and because you know we mentioned Demar, guy doesn't shoot threes. He's not Who was taking threes. most of the shots in the fourth quarter? Right. Demar Derozan. Yeah. So doesn't shoot threes unless it's for the game. I need more Zach's. I need exactly. more. I need more Zach See, attacks. He was he, he was hurt most passive, of the second half, and, and and he was passive. You know, he was he he wasn't as aggressive as, as he once was. He was letting Demar do his thing. I understand. But if you're shooting, if your team's shooting forty percent from the field, and you're the best shooting team in the NBA when it comes to three pointers, shoot a couple more. You'll be all right. I'm Gabe Ramirez. This is six seventy. The score. Would love to hear from you if you have any thoughts on the Bulls' newest draft pick, Dalen Terry from the University of Arizona. The phone lines are open three one two six forty four sixty seven sixty seven. Let's go through some of uh, some of his clips, man. I want to. I want to hear about this the idea that studs that that 
Jalen or Dalen says you can put him in any situation, which is important because when you got a guy who was in the top five of every statistical category for the Arizona Wildcats, a team that went deep in March Madness, it's good to know that that he feels confident being put in any situation. I mean, you can say, like a lot of people say, I, I'm not a scorer or nothing, but I feel like I'm a, I'm a person that goes in, I'm going to do what is needed for the team. Ben averaged a lot of points. I'm a guy that can play one, two, three, maybe a little bit of four. So for me to pass, like I, I, I pride myself on passing the ball. Ben, Ben is, I feel like I'm the, I was the best passer on the team. So me passing the ball to Ben, him scoring, it feel like I just scored two. So I feel like the eight points, it didn't really, like it's not really my average. I feel like I averaged 15, I was accountable for half the points, you know? So I could do whatever is that. asked for me on the team. And it I just happened to be my role was to Google glide, do the little things, pass the ball, rebound, play defense. So I feel like my offensive ability needs to, needs to grow definitely. Like, don't get me wrong. But I could do, I could do a lot of things. Don't get it twisted. He sounds like me at the, in a rec league game when I scored four points. And I'm like, but really, low-key, though, I had 16 because I had eight assists. So I really feel like I scored four points. I love that. But that's the kind of guy you want on your team. It's an unselfish player. That's what you're getting with Dalen Terry. I'm the best passer on the team. I love that. Extreme confidence. I want that. I want a high-energy guy that, that gets equally as excited if he's throwing. It sounds like Lonzo to me. Good defender. Mediocre three-pointer. Good passer. I really like this guy. I really definitely like this guy. And I feel like I fit in perfectly, man. I'm a, I'm a lengthy guard that's willing to, willing to do anything to win. Honestly, I, man, I watched so much DeMar DeRozan this year. It's crazy. Like, him just getting to his spots, raising over people. Zach Levine, the smallest player ever. And then A.O., he would excel. So, I mean, I just see him in, at the combine. So, it's just like, I'm probably forgetting somebody, man. Alex Caruso was in, in the locker room when I was in the locker room when I worked out. So, it's just like, it's, it's good. Like, man, everything is just, Wow. <laughs> I mean, that's I consider myself a basketball player. I play one through three, maybe some four. It depends on what type of type of lineup is out there. Um, I played a lot of those positions this year, so I don't want to separate myself as one one player because I feel like or one position because I'm just so versatile. I love this guy. I love people that talk like that. I'm so you put me I'm versatile. Put me wherever you want. I can do anything. I'm a Swiss Army knife. That's what I heard them say on ESPN. He's a Swiss Army knife guy. I hate when people say that. Because you know who I think of? Larry Garcia. And, I, <laughs> and I'm feeling a certain type of way about Larry. So I don't want Dalen to be the same way. No, nah, we don't speak that name right now. Not we, right now. We don't talk about Larry. We're not going down that road no, right no. now. Okay, I won't. I'll just throw it out there. But it is good to to hear from someone who feels that as though they are a glue guy. Because that's what we need for the Chicago Bulls team. I mean, you can say, like a lot of people say, I, I'm not a scorer or nothing. But I feel like I'm a, I'm a person that goes in. I'm going to do what is needed for the team. Ben averaged a lot of points. I'm a guy that can play one, two, three, maybe a little bit of four. So for me to pass, like I, I, I pride myself on passing the ball. Ben, Ben is, I feel like I'm the, I was the best passer on the team. Yes, so me passing that's the ball exactly ben, what I'm saying. Scoring. Exactly what I'm saying. He's the glue guy. That comes in the when, when you can pass the ball, move the rock. Don't let it stick in your hands. But I do need you to work on your three-pointer. And he understands that. He can't play in the end. No NBA player is out there thinking that they can survive a game without shooting a three or knocking it down at least if you're wide open. If you look at his highlight tape, 
There's a good one. I got to shout this guy out. Shout out to Matty Dubs. I hope he's listening. I hope somebody that knows him is listening. Shout out Matty Dubs, who put up a highlight tape of Dalen Terry in seconds after he was drafted. Got like 2,000 views already. But it's the first thing you do, whether it's the NFL draft, the NBA draft, whatever it might be, whoever the Bulls or the Bears or whoever they get, that's the first thing you do is go online and try to watch his highlight tapes. Shout out Matty Dubs. Put one up there. And he's smacking some threes in the highlight tape. Smacking threes. The problem is the shot is atrocious. It's slow. It's like has this like weird hook to it. But he knocked it down. I don't know if you guys heard. Obviously, if you're just joining us right now, 670 to score, I'm Gabe Ramirez. He only shot 77 three-pointers. So he's not like a, a three-point assassin. That's not his, that's not his forte. He's an awesome defender, great facilitator, and could potentially be running the point for the Chicago Bulls. We're going to take some calls. We got John from Oak Park. John, we're going to hear what his thoughts on Dale and Terry are. If you think the Bulls reached a little bit to grab him at 18 or if he's happy with the pick. We'll take some more calls as well. 312-644-6767. I'm Gabe Ramirez, and we'll do that on the other side right here on Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The Score. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. And Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Definitely best player available, but there's also a component of fit. Um, As we kind of worked down our draft board, he was next on our list. Um, But he fits what we're trying to build here. Um, You know, again... Tough, energy, competitive, um, great spirit. You know, we're excited about him. Gabe Ramirez on 670 The Score and on 670thescore.com in Odyssey Station. I'm excited about him too. Dale and Terry, the 18th pick of the Chicago Bulls in the 2022 NBA Draft. I'm looking at some of the guys that were drafted right before him. A.J. Griffin. Now, I mean, we all saw him play. But he was projected to go in the top 10 by tons of mock drafts that were out there. So when he wasn't getting selected in, like, picks 14, 15, I was like, oh, man, is he going to drop to the Bulls? I actually really wanted Ochai Agbaji from Kansas. 
he just had that Paulo Bunkero kind of vibe where he was a walking bucket. Like give him the ball. He wanted it in, in high pressure situations. Did not care about shooting. You know, just I feel like he would have been a good addition to the Bulls team. He's a little bit older, 22, stood an extra year in college, but I felt like he could have been a good contributor in the present for the Bulls. Mark Williams, who was selected 15th by the Charlotte Hornets, I felt like he would have been another guy who could have helped. Had If the Bulls aren't going to go out and get Rudy Gobert, someone like that, a good backup center that you know really could have made a difference on the defensive side of the ball. Tari Eason, of course, a lot of people felt as though he was going to drop to the Chicago Bulls at 18. He ended up getting selected 17th by the Houston Rockets. 6'8 guy. It's like one of the best uh, wing guys in the draft. Felt like he could have fit, you know, the 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 style of the Chicago Bulls. But like Mark Eversley said, it was all about fit. And Dalen Terry at 6'7", 195, really is that glue guy. I mean, when you hear, we just talked to somebody from the Arizona Daily Star who obviously followed him the last couple of years, even in high school because he's from Tempe. And he spoke highly of him. Spoke highly of him just in, in, in terms of, him being someone that can make everyone around him better. And we've seen what that can do with guys like Lonzo Ball, what he means to the Chicago Bulls team, how much better he makes DeMar DeRozan, Zach Levine, star guys on this team. So it'll be interesting to see Dale and Terry and his role and how he fits with this Bulls roster who has a lot of guys that are in that space. High energy, you know, athletic, six seven guys that can be that, two through four kind of kind of space. So we'll see what he can do. Um, but let's go out to the phone lines right now. Let's go to Ken in Downers Grove. Obviously, Ken, you saw the draft. What do you think about Dale, uh, Dale and Terry pick at 18? I, I still think they probably could have been better off to trade down and get a couple more picks like they were talking earlier in the day. Because <clears throat> to me, you got concerned when, when you're watching the draft and you see all these other teams have their guys show up and they're interviewing them and everything, and our guy's not there. <laughs> you're right. You're right. I, I, I feel like if, if you did hear earlier when we talked to Bruce, who's actually, who was actually at Dale and Terry's draft party, what he said was that he got some NIL money from a chicken and waffle spot out in Arizona. <laughs> I can't make this up. And so, I mean, listen, I, I am a whore for money like that as well here at, at Odyssey. Whenever they need me to go on an appearance, whenever they want me to do a commercial, I want more money. So, so Dale and I understand. If they want me to be at a chicken, I would I would show up. I would have did the whole damn show tonight from there if they were going to pay me some extra money. So Dalen's no different from us where he's grinding. So we got to cut him a little bit of slack in that point. But I, I do agree with you, Ken, in the sense that there were some guys further down in the draft that, maybe you could say could have given you the exact same qualities. Maybe not the glue guy in that same way, but in terms of height, athleticism, being that guy that can guard one through four, you could have potentially got that in the second round or maybe you know late first round. But the problem is it seemed as though everyone from 18 to 32, 35 kind of just blended together anyway. Like it was, no one's really going to be a standout. So at that point, you're just looking for someone that can really contribute to your Bulls team. Now, Ken, are, are you are you then saying you would have preferred maybe like a big man to be a backup center or some three-point shooting? Like what would you have preferred had we traded down? I would have liked to – actually would like to have traded up and got Williams. 
Mm, I just mentioned him. Yeah. 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 I, I feel you, man. 7-2. Because you know when they go to Duke, you, you know they're highly recruited. They're, they're, they're high-character guys. But I got to be honest, man. Wendell Carter Jr. still makes me feel a certain type of way. Like, when I think about Duke, I love Lou Aldang. And, and they, yes, give me that guy. But the Wendell Carter Jr. just made me feel a certain type of way. But Mark Williams, when you look at him, he just looks like a grown man. And that's what we were missing. But I'm tired of the back. You know what, Ken? I'm tired of the backup centers that are just sluggish and slow on the Chicago Bulls teams. I'm tired of them. I want, like, a high-energy guy that can jump out the gym and block a bunch of shots, like a Robert Williams type. The Bulls could have had Robert Williams. If you saw him playing in college, you saw he was a high. You saw what he was going to do in the NBA. Get you a bunch of rebounds and block a bunch of shots. There was zero doubt about that. So it would have been cool to get a guy like Mark Williams had he slipped down to 18. Or like you said, trade it up. But you know what, Ken? You don't need a 7-2 Mark Williams when you're going to get a Rudy Gobert. Look at me. Putting, uh, Ken, I'm smiling when I say that, you know? I guess. <laughs> don't be so disappointed, Ken. Appreciate the call. But, I mean, that's what you're really thinking about at that point. It's like you could trade up, but what assets are you going to give up in order to move up those couple of spots? That's the big question. You know, you would have had to give up a guy or two, maybe some future draft picks. I look at Jeremy Grant, who got traded to the Portland Trailblazers for a 2025 first-round pick. And I thought to myself, don't you always – do you feel like that studs when you see trades go down and you're just like, wait, that's all they gave up? Not necessarily just for Jeremy Grant, but any – any player for that matter that you feel like you could have had. Don't you feel like a Jeremy Grant? Would you have given up a 2025 first round pick for Jeremy Grant? Yeah, the answer is yes. Yes. Um, no, yeah, yeah duh. Yeah. I know. It doesn't, it's like, hello. Absolutely. Yes. Next question. <laughs> next question. What are we talking about? So then I guess it, then that's like the part we don't understand about the NBA is like, so then why didn't our team do it? How, how did Pistons didn't want to trade Jeremy Grant in conference? They had him for like a, 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 a coffee date. They didn't even go on a real date with Jeremy Grant. They, they didn't even go to go eat. Barely exchanged phone numbers. Yeah, exactly. They might not have exchanged phone numbers. It sounds like a one night stand to me. It's just like they didn't even go on a date. They just hooked up. And then they're like, all right, Pafuera, you're out of here. But that would have been somebody that I would have loved to get a guy like Jeremy Grant. I mean, there were, there was talks about getting him here last year towards the end of the season. But again, it's about the assets. What assets do you have to get up, give up? And they wanted Patrick Williams and the Bulls didn't want to part with him at that point in time. I think it was like a Pat Will, Kobe White rumored, uh, rumor that was swirling. But now, Pat Williams, for Rudy Gobert, how do you feel about that? Do you, again, I, you know, I, I, again, we're giving Pat Will, and I, and I hate saying this because I do like Pat Williams, but we're giving Pat Williams the Mitch Trubisky, Justin Fields treatment where we are, because he's a Chicago sports guy, we are then assuming he is going to be great. But he hasn't proven that yet. So for me, it's easy to get rid of him to, if, if I get Rudy Gobert in exchange. And I have him locked in for a couple of years. Someone that I know is going to be good. And then when you talk about points, he's averaging 15, 16 points a game. That's a lot. Along with his defensive capabilities. So are you, are, do you believe in the Pat Will? Keep him because he could be, you know, the next Kawhi Leonard? Hold on. High bar, first of all. That's what people say. I know. And, well, yeah, look, I think that 
in any situation, and you're alluding to this, anytime you can, you don't know what Patrick Williams is going to be. You know what Gobert is. Gobert is a, is a known asset. So if it's straight up like that, which I, I think it would have to be more than Patrick Williams because yeah. we don't know what Patrick Williams is. But in this hypothetical, if it's straight up like that, yes, you say yes, because you know what Gobert is, right? But I, then you have to get in the mindset now of, of, of Carter Sovis and, and Mark Eversley and say, and if they think that Patrick Williams has a really high ceiling that is better for them long-term because Gobert's a, a, a win-now move. It's a great, great point. So if you think that it's better for the team long-term to have Patrick Williams and see what he develops into versus go trade for a known asset, look, if they were ready to win next year, I'd say, hell yeah, go get him. But they're not. we all know that this team, unless they make some crazy moves here, is not a championship contender next year. I think they'll True. be better. I think they'll they'll be in a better position to win a playoff series, and and at least win more than one game. But, <laughs> right. But you know, and you know, there's a lot that goes into that because obviously they weren't totally healthy. But I think that the, the the point I'm making here is that that's a win now move if you're going to get a guy like that makes sense. Gobert, and they're not in a win now situation yet. I do like what Eversley said when he pointed to the fact that his job is to make the Chicago Bulls, whether it be via the front office or the actual product on the floor, to be better every single day. I love that. Because, again, I, like I said, he is super apolitical, and he could teach a class on how to be apolitical so that that way you're riding that fence and not giving away too much. And he has, you know, I, I guess I should say, like, they have made some of those moves that have made them better immediately. Yeah. The Vucevic trade, for yeah. instance. That wasn't necessarily like, I don't know if Vuce is going to be here when they're championship contenders, right. but he made them better right away. Better today than we were yesterday. Yes. And and that was part of really, I think, just flipping the roster because they had a lot of garbage. That they, it's What the Bears are doing right now. There's They, they got to clean up the garbage from the previous regime. And they know that Vucevic is, an, is a known asset they can bring in who's going who's gonna to compete for them and, and make them better right now. So they, they've had a healthy mix of these two things. I just like the, the Gobert thing, like, I don't think is something they're going to do unless they get a really good deal. And I don't think they're ready to move on from their first draft pick yet. Yeah, I could see that. I would love if they did it just because it, it, would, it would make a statement to Zach Levine and DeMar in saying that we're going to continue to try to make this team as competitive as possible. And I think they're doing, they did that with their 18th pick in the draft, Dalen Terry. He's a glue guy. He's someone that can make the offense better. And I think AK and Mark Eversley have said to themselves, we have the, the offensive firepower that we want, right? That's why there's talks of Vooch leaving and bringing in maybe a defensive specialist. So what you need is people that can make the offense run more smoothly and Dale and Terry can be that very same guy I mean when you're looking at the talent that he played with in Arizona he doesn't have a, a, a mobile big in Ben Matherin but you know or Coloco but you know he has guys like Zach Levine and, and that can fly above the rim so again you're looking at someone that can move the ball well play defense maybe have a, a, a nice positive plus minus while he's in the game, affecting it defensively. Because, I mean, that's what you're really expecting from this Bulls team is, is 
is for them to be better offensively. If you're looking at some of the statistics from last year, I said it earlier, 12 and a half fast break points per game. You'd expect more from that, from the Bulls team, from the roster that they have. F- sh- what is it? Five sh- shy slamma jamma. Five slamma jamma. Yeah. Shy, shy five. <laughs> I don't know what it's, I know it's something along those lines. But if you're going to give your squad a name like that, I need you to be better than 14th in the league in fast break points per game. I think that their fast break is going to be pretty damn good this year, especially when they yes. have it, when they get when they get to Dale and Terry on the floor with Lonzo and with Levine. And, you know, maybe you throw maybe I don't I don't necessarily see I.O. being in that on the floor with all those guys. Right. Too. But, you know, even Patrick Williams, like, you know, that is going to be an elite fast break when especially because we all know Lonzo likes to push the ball. So I'm see like I'm already getting visions of Dale and Terry and Lonzo and Zach Levine on a fast break. It. Sounds like the Chicago Globetrotters. Oh yeah, there. I'm seeing seeing Lonzo with a crazy pass to Terry with a crazy pass, like over the head pass to to Zach Levine ten feet above the rim. And they're on a three on one fast break. Yes, something like that. The Bulls were 19th in assists per game. I felt like every time I was watching the Chicago Bulls in the first quarter and they were winning. They had, you know, 10 assists on 10 made baskets. Some some ridiculous stat like that. But then for whatever reason, they would get away from that in quarters two and three where, yeah, you know, I'm supposed to be speaking my mind here, where guys would just feel as though they hadn't shot the ball in a long time. It was what made me upset with Laurie Markin in a lot. DeMar. DeMar would do that, but everybody was doing it. Vooch would do it. Zach would do it for sure. They did have a lot of points last year where they 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 got away from playing like, yeah. like the team basketball piece Not- of it and and started just putting up shots. And I think there I think that a lot of that really count came from again you know it's, we we talked about the difference in this te- team in the second half and first half of the year. In the second half, they were losing a lot in the second half, and so I think there was a lot of them just forcing stuff to to try to make something happen rather than right be who they were in the before. And the problem is it's with the makeup of the like the rotation of the of the team. And I was saying this a lot in the beginning of the season where people were saying, "Hey, there's no bench scoring." And it's like, "Okay, well, are you watching the games? They're leaving in either Zach Levine or DeMar DeRozan to run with the second team so that that way the onus of the scoring is on either of those superstars." Like they were the ones that were responsible for that. So because that was the makeup of the team and the rotation of the Chicago Bulls, naturally, if let's say you're Zach and you go to the bench first and DeMar is working with the second team in the second quarter and DeMar is taking the bulk of those shots and then they sub out DeMar and bring Zach in, now Zach's taking all the shots because he's been sitting on the bench. So that's, that's a far cry from what they were doing in the first quarter where they were playing this team sort of basketball. And that had a lot to do with Lonzo Ball, of course, playing in the first half of the season, he was the facilitator. He was the one that could, you know, get it in the hands of of guys that maybe hadn't touched the ball or or which ha- this happened a lot as well. When guys were hot, sometimes the ball got away from them. If, if if Zach hit two or three in a row, then Demar takes a shot. It's like no, no, keep feeding the hot hand. And Lonzo was very good at that. Let's go ahead and talk to Tyler out in Glendale. Tyler, uh, so wait, Glendale, Arizona? 
or Glendale out here in Illinois? Is there a Glendale in Illinois? I don't know. We're, We're going to have to assume Arizona. It's got to be Arizona. Well, let's ask him. No, Tyler, you there, buddy? Because if you're from Glendale, Arizona, then I really want to hear what you have to say about Dale and Terry. Do we got him? Tyler, Glendale, Arizona, or Glendale, Illinois? Illinois, Glendale yeah. Heights, yeah. Glendale. 100%. <laughs> look at look, it studs like oh he didn't say heights. Well, yeah, I'm not the one screening the screen call <laughs> no, here. Come no. on, Sean. Glendale hey, hey, Heights. Hey, don't throw nobody under the bus. Oh no, the bus toss has already been made. Oh man. All right, Tyler. You say you're not a fan of the draft pick, Dale and Terry. Give me specific reasons as to why you're not. All right. Well, okay, so I understand it from the perspective that Derek Jones Jr. is a free agent, and this guy just seems like he's a replacement for that guy, right? He's a lengthy guard forward. He can pass. He can, you know, play on the fast break. Seems like he's a rim runner. But, dude, maybe he can't shoot. That's, like, his biggest flaw. Not maybe. Um, Not maybe, Tyler. He can't shoot. That's just a fact. Yeah. Okay. Pure and simple, right? Like, so then how does this guy help us win the championship? I I don't know. Like, is he going to develop into somebody that can shoot a corner three? Is he going to be able to defend multiple positions? Like, okay, those are big questions. Like, seems like he's a facilitator and a defender, but I just don't love it, man. Like, I think that there were better, more developed players that can contribute to this Bulls team right immediately now. And he just seems like he's kind of like a project, and he's just like a replacement player that's cheap that they don't have to re-sign a guy like Derrick Jones Jr. Like, he just seems yeah. like he's the same player. Like, you All might right. see this guy in the – NBA dunk contest in two years, right? Like, <laughs> I, I just don't love it. Like, I just, right. wait, I'm wait, Tyler, Tyler, hold on a second, hold on a second. I'm gonna give you a second because because I re- I'm a solutions guy, not a problem guy. All right, that's one thing that I'm gonna hold true every time I'm on the radio. So I'm gonna give you a second to go look at the the draft and tell me who would that guy have been because I don't want you to tell me that there's other guys that were better prepared or could have helped you immediately. So I'm gonna give you a second while I chat. Um, to find that guy right now. But Dale and Terry right now is fifth on the depth chart for shooting guard. <laughs> they just they put him on there already at ESPN. That's hilarious. But I will say this, Tyler. The reason that I feel like he can help us is because when Lonzo Ball was out, the point guard position was in disarray. Granted, Io stepped up and did a fantastic job in trying to replace Lonzo. But do you remember in the middle of the season where there was like this, are we going to start Alex Caruso or are we going to start Io? And is this messing up our rotation? Because now we don't have somebody coming off the bench with the same legs. Like it was kind of kind of dicey in that situation. So I feel like if Dale and Terry, you know, sometimes they'll put like a bench guy as a starter as to not mess up the rotation. And I feel like they might be thinking that in the event that Lonzo Ball has a bigger issue with his health. Maybe Dalen can come in and be a facilitator, not someone that needs to shoot the ball. He obviously needs to work on his three-point shooting, but that's what I'm thinking Mark Eversley's thinking with this particular team. Making the offense work a little bit more efficiently and not drafting a guy that needs the ball in order to score, right? That needs to happen with Zach Levine and DeMar DeRozan and Vooch. We have those guys already that are going to shoot, so we need some other guys that can be facilitators. Now, Tyler, I gave you a second. I tried to babble as long as I could. Who's, who's, who's the guy you feel like they should have gotten instead? Well, I think E.J. Liddell, and your point is well taken. Like, I understand they struggled 
um, to replace Lonzo, but this guy isn't Lonzo Ball, right? Like, he's not the equivalent talent of that. He's not going to make your team run as efficiently as Lonzo. Like, granted, he's a good passer. Like, I watch his tape. Like, Looks I nice. get it. Like, I see, Looks nice. I see the court vision. Like, I see the ability to run the floor. Like, I get all that, right? But he's not Lonzo. Like, this dude just seems like a NBA rotational average player. Like, I don't see the ceiling. I don't understand it. Like, E.J. Liddell, at least, he's a he's a dog. He, like, he fights. He's the all-NBA sweat team, like, as he said in his interview. Like, he's a guy that can score from three different levels. Like, he can go in the paint. He can hit three. Like, he was going to rebound. But Tyler, has but Tyler, right? but Tyler, he, he went – late in the second round. So, I mean, there's so many teams. I mean, Oklahoma City had like eight draft picks before he got – they didn't take him in any of those either, you know. So, I feel like other okay. teams feel that same way about him. So, I I, I don't know. I, I guess I, I will – I do appreciate – It's a deep draft. Yeah, I appreciate you know, your like, – keep you because you're keeping us honest over here, and I appreciate that, right? We can't all just be pom-poms and confetti talking about, oh, Dale and Terry's here – and we're so excited that he's here. We got to be real, right? Like, hey, he's going to—he has some some big holes in his game. Granted, every rookie is going to have some set of holes in their game that they need to work on, but his are gaping holes, right? And if you're shooting three for sixteen from the corner, I mean, geez, this is the NBA. You're going to have way more than sixteen opportunities to shoot that three, and we need you to hit more than three of them if that's the case, or else you're going to be in the G League for quite a long time and not being able to contribute. And to your point, Tyler. I mean, obviously, maybe we could have gotten someone else that could have helped us in the present. Obviously, we're talking about Dalen Terry, the brand-new Chicago Bull. He was selected 18th. I'm Gabe Ramirez. This is 6-7 The Score. We're going to talk a little bit more about his statistics, how he can help this Chicago Bulls team in the upcoming season. If you have anything to say, phone lines are open. 312-644-6767. Sure. I think, you know, as we look to add pieces to this roster, I think he fits the kind of makeup that we want to bring in. He's a, he's a tough kid. He's competitive. He brings a winning spirit um, to the room. Um, I think he's, he's, a, he's an energy. He's a ball of energy. And I think we need that in this building every single day. Um, obviously, he's a young kid. And, you know, we do have some veteran pieces um, who were, you know, those are our core guys. But I think for Dalen to come in here and be a big, not necessarily a big part of that, but a part of that, um, is something that we're really excited about. Gabe Ramirez on 670 The Score and on 670thescore.com in Odyssey Station. In AK and Mark Eversley, we trust. That's been the slogan for the last couple of years. And this should be no different. With the 18th pick in the 2022 NBA draft, the Chicago Bulls selected Dalen Terry from the University of Arizona. Just some statistics on him before we get out of here. I've been talking about these all day long, but I think it's important that we get to know that. I mean, first of all, he's 19. A lot of 19. A lot of 19-year-olds taken in the draft. I mean, geez. Kobe White, Pat Will, and now Dale and Terry. I mean, 19, geez. The problem is that you think back to when you were 19 and then think to when you were 24. It's like night and day. So you're, you're trying to think, who are these guys going to be in five years? What, what are they going to grow into? Obviously, their body's going to get bigger. He's 6'6", 195. You're hoping that's going to bulk up to like 220. Remember when Joe Kim Noah did that? He had like these small arms. Then all of a sudden, he was Diesel. That's just the grown now, man. He was a stick when he was drafted. Dude, stick, and then he became Diesel. I remember the not too long ago, I saw for whatever reason just a, like a clip of him at Florida, 
Joakim Noah. And I was like, man, I forgot that he was that yeah. like skinny. Guys are gonna get bigger. Taj Gibson never got bigger, but 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 he did. Then uh Deron Williams, he was somebody else to go back. Anyways, you'd hope that Dale and Terry can be that guy because his wingspan, seven foot wingspan, only six six. So he's he's defensive juggernaut. And if you watch his highlights, I want to encourage you today, if you're driving home, if you're getting off work and maybe you're gonna pull out your phone when you get to the house, drink a beer or something like that. Watch his highlights. Watch his highlights because he is an above average passer. His I mean, six six. You don't expect somebody to have the kind of court vision that he has. One analyst said he's a the, the guard version of Draymond Green. He's not going to score you a ton of points, but he has great vision, can make everyone better, plays good defense, and he's a glue guy. Got to work on his three-point shooting for him, though. If you see it, it's odd. It's weird. Now he, they showed him hitting it, but it's a highlight tape, so he's got to make those. I would love to see. I would love to see some more highlights of him shooting that three with a defender in his face. What did that look like? You know what I want. I've thought about this before. Mm-hmm. I want a low light for players. Show me. We see the highlights. I want ten <laughs> minutes of the stuff this okay. guy does bad. If 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 we're not satisfied with our income here at six seventy the score, that's the website we need to start. Lowlight.com. Like come draft time, you just. You got like a minute and a half of his, all of his screw-ups. Yeah, just bad, bad, bad stuff from yeah, whatever Chicago guy gets drafted or Dude, free agents. Like here's, you're onto something. Here's where he sucks. You're onto something. And then maybe just have one like one dunk in there, you know? Yeah, <laughs> at the just, end. Just at the end. At the, one at the beginning, you're like, Daylon Terry, boom, dunks over somebody, and then the rest are just follies. I would love that. That'd be great. Uh, shoot, shot 50% from the field, which is good. Somebody said he needs to work on his floater. I said, okay, not everybody can be Ben Gordon. 36% from the three-point line. Only shot 77 three-pointers last year, which not a lot. I mean, especially in college, the three-point line is so close. People shoot those things like nothing. He did start all 37 games sophomore year, which says a lot on that particular team because they had a really good roster Arizona. They were ranked number one a good part of the season. They had three guys drafted tonight. Right. I mean, geez. Two in the first round. Ben Matherin and Christian Coloco, of course, the other two members of the Arizona Wildcats that are making their way into the NBA. And I loved, I loved one of the best quotes Dale and Terry had was when they asked him, when they said to him, hey, man, you're projected to be a late first rounder. Here's what he had to say about being a late first round draft pick. Oh, I got you. Don't worry about it. The funniest thing is, is that if he's wrong, <laughs> they, when he, he makes this prediction and he ends up being on the opposite side of, of what, what he said here in this quote about him being a late first round draft pick is that, I mean, but you love the confidence. And, he, and that's one thing that you love from this guy is that his game is just continuing to get better. He's 19 years old, only a sophomore in college. And I pointed this out when looking at his game log during the season, during his college, during his college sophomore season, the regular season, the most points he scored was 14. And then during March madness in three out of his last four games, he scored 15, 16 and 17. That's impressive to go a whole season, only scoring 14. And then all of a sudden March madness hits the tournament hits, the lights are on you and you step up your game. 
And to be more specific, his game with 15 came against UCLA, who most people thought was going to do very well in the tournament. Seven, 15.7 rebounds, 7 assists. Yo, that's a stat line for you. That's a stat line for you. Next game against Wright State, 16 points, 7 rebounds again, 4 assists. Following game, pooped the bed, only had 5, but he didn't need it. They blew out TCU, but he had 5 steals. 5 steals, 5 assists, 4 rebounds. And then his last game of his college career where the Arizona Wildcats lost to the to Houston, he had 17 points, 6 rebounds, 3 assists. That's impressive. That's impressive for a guy who wasn't meant to do much. Of course, we're talking about Dale and Terry, the 18th pick of the NBA draft for the Chicago Bulls. A couple more stats on him. You know what? Let's go to that clip because I do love what he said here on him being projected as a late first rounder. Yeah, definitely inspired me. I feel like they're going to be a redraft in 10 years. And it's, it's going to change up no matter where I get drafted. Hmm. <laughs> it's going to be a redraft in 10 years. Love the confidence. Where does he think he's going to go? 12? Top 10. 12th? Top 10. Top. He thinks top five, I bet. Papa, you can't score. You can't average three points a game in the NBA and be a, a redrafted top 10 pick. Have to be, he, he needs to be a defensive specialist. Because that's, that's the part that I can't figure out. Is he going to be... A defensive specialist for the Bulls, or is he going to be like the point god? I, I can't figure it out. I think he'll start as a little of both of that. He'll I, I he'll come in for like I think for sure he he'll be better at defense than anything else to start, and then he'll also work in the facilitating while they're working on his shooting, and then ideally, eventually, he's got a more complete game. I don't know. How, I don't know if he'll ever develop into a great shooter, but that's fine. You can get other guys to be a great shooter, and he can be a facilitator, defender, and a highlight guy. Run down the court I, and, and slam the ball. I love the fact that he said he watched a lot of DeMar DeRozan tape. Because if you can't shoot the three ball, Papa, I need your mid-range to be on point. Better be elite. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We saw it from Io. Io picked that up quickly. His mid-range game... I think it was like two or three games in the middle of the season when DeMar was out. And Io had to step up, and obviously we needed some some scoring. And his mid-range game was nice. And I, somebody told me I need to stop talking about my rec league basketball. So what? I don't care. I, when I was going to the gym on Mondays, I, would, I was taking two or three steps in from the three-point line, thinking I was – because he makes it look so easy. He's like, oh, the problem is we're all thinking we're Steph Curry – and if we just took four steps in, yeah, I can make a 15-footer. And then you've got to do it with a defender on you, and you realize it's a lot more difficult than you think. He makes it look easy, just like Steph Curry does. Oh, man, this is great. I can't tell you guys how much I love talking NBA basketball. I love the Bulls. I, I Even though I do Bears Unleashed on Fox, I do the Southsiders podcast with Shane Reardon. I love me some Chicago Bulls. A big thanks to my boy Bruce, I can't say his last, Pasco from the Arizona That's Daily it. Star. Bruce Pasco. Shout out to him for joining us to give us some insight on our, our guy, Dalen Terry. A big shout out to the producer extraordinaire, my right-hand man, Adam Stadzinski, and of course, Sean Sears helping out with all the production on that end. 
I don't. I think there's a Cubs game tomorrow, so I'm not working tomorrow night. But make sure you check the website, man. We're always out and about doing our thing. Hopefully, you guys enjoy yourself. And again, on my way out, I just want to remind you, check out check out his highlight reel, Dalen Terry. He's a really good passer, and he's somebody that you're going to be excited about in this upcoming season. Hasta la próxima, mi gente. Until the next time, Skate Ramirez. This is 670 to score. Can I finish? Please, can I finish? Okay, I'm finished. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.